0: I am worthy and lovable just for who I am, and I don't have to have those outside measurements. And I don't need to change myself so that someone else will like me for whatever reason. So that's how it how it looks when you when you've done the work. When you don't do the work, you end up feeling like there's something wrong with you, and you're not good enough. So then you're hustling to try to prove <laughs> that you are.
1: Hey ladies, you're listening to the Mom Talks with Krista podcast, where I interview some of the most amazing women, from those sharing knowledge related to labor, breastfeeding, and postpartum issues, to everyday moms sharing stories of struggle, triumph, and the unexpected. These women are sure to give you honest conversations to help accomplish one key issue, getting rid of mom shaming. So if you want a judgment-free, open conversation, buckle your seatbelt and enjoy the ride. This is Mom Talks with Krista. Hey guys, since you tuning in to this special episode of Mom Talks with Krista, I'm your host Krista and I am so excited to share this episode. Man, it has been a while since I've done an intro like this, so I am going to be completely transparent here, let you know that I've done about three or four edits so far, so it's going to be a fun one. But I'm doing this intro because we actually did this first um, interview on a different platform. If you don't know already, on my personal page, Hazel Krista, I've been doing some Instagram lives um, to kind of talk a little bit more about emotional wellness, self-love, and just personal development type things. So I've been doing a different one once a month. And this one I did last month was so cool that I was like, this is the perfect Interview an audience to share on Mom Talks with Krista. And that is my interview with Megan Logan. And I want to talk a little bit about what Megan does and how I found her. So, when it came time for my birthday this year, my fiance was asking me like birthday ideas. And I was like, you know, I really want some kind of like self-love journal. I love like prompts, like journal prompts, things I can do first thing in the morning, just to kind of start my day off on the right foot. We all need a little help sometimes. And so he gave me this one called um, the self-love workbook for women. And I like fell in love with it right away. I was starting to use it every day and it was fun. It was a cool activity to do every day. Some kind of remind me of like children's books where they help you kind of think outside the box. Some are deeper, uh, but it was so cool. And so one day I did one of the prompts in there that was talking about personal uh, personality tests. You know, I did the personality test. It was really interesting and I was like loving the information from it. And so I tagged her And she messaged me back and I was like, oh, this is so cool. She's messaging me back. And so I was like, you know what? I'm going to ask her. if She wants to come on and talk on Instagram live about her book about self-love. And so a little bit about Megan, she is a therapist and she focuses on self-love. She helps her patients, you know, with different prompts that are similar to the book about how to love themselves and kind of going in that journey of self-love so we cover all kinds of topics we talk about the book we talk about tips for um, giving yourself love and it was just such a cool conversation so i know this was a long intro but i just had to share my excitement and i hope you guys feel the same go check out megan of course and check out the Self-Love Workbook for Women. I got mine on Amazon, but check it out. It's an amazing conversation. So here it is. Awesome. Well, it's so nice to finally meet you. I'm, I'm a huge fan because I love your book. So thank you for coming on and talking with me today. I am excited. You know, it's probably been my favorite part
0: of having written the book is getting to connect with people and meeting people from all over. And I didn't even have an Instagram before I wrote the book. So now I'm connecting a lot that way. Uh, so it's very neat.
1: Awesome. Yeah, it's like a whole whole new like avenue, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> awesome. Well, so to kind of get started, can you just talk a little bit about who you are and kind of where the idea for the book came from, and we'll kind of go from there?
0: Yeah, so actually I am I'm a licensed clinical social worker. I'm in St. Augustine, Florida, which is in the northeast uh, part of the state on the Atlantic side. And I have been in practice for 22 years. I have a private practice, so full-time. I've been working full-time private practice for about 10 years. And then prior to that, I worked with different domestic violence and sexual assault centers. I worked with uh, children in foster care, abused children. Worked for hospice for a while. And so a lot of my work has been around trauma and grief. And I work with eating disorders. So self-love is definitely at the root of all of that. And the opportunity to write the book came up last year. I was getting, in 2020, the start of the pandemic, I was getting emails from a publishing company that was like, do you want to write the self-love workbook for women? I had no idea why in the world they would choose me. I'm not a published author. I have no online media presence. I'm just a counselor in Florida. So I kept deleting them, thinking it was a scam. And then I was like, Yeah, I could. I'm the perfect person to write the self-love workbook for women. I've had my own personal struggles and journeys along the way and 22 years of working with that. And so I did it last year during the pandemic. Took me four weeks because they were very structured and I had to turn in uh, two chapters every week. So within four to five weeks, the book was written while I was still working full time. and, uh, And then it was published last September at the end of the year. So it's been out for a year now.
1: Wow. Talk about timing. Like there, I feel like there could be no better time than with all this going on in the world right now to have a book about self-love and to like make the time for it. Cause I know a lot of us are kind of Feeling the weight of the world, especially with, you know, if moms that are, you know, at home with lockdown or, you know during lockdown, or a lot of jobs have changed during this time. So I can't think of a better, a better book for women to be able to spend that time, you know, on themselves a little bit.
0: Yeah, the timing definitely was, was a good thing. And I think too, the, just the topic of self-love is, you see it everywhere, self-care, self-love. And so there's kind of like a self-care, self-love movement that's happening in the world with, especially for females and women. The, the, the book was uh not something I was supposed to write for men. It was, the title was actually given to me. And so uh it was a little different in that sense. Um. So there should be probably a self-love workbook for men also or just for anybody. <laughs> just depending yeah. on your gender.
1: Like, yeah, there's so many different ways you could like write it. Like there's another like kind of morning journal I've I had used for a while that was like, uh, was it do something that makes you happy every day? And they have like a kids version too, which I thought was super cute. And so mm-hmm. um just like teaching like kids too, at a young age, like self-love, you know, it's not selfish to spend some time on yourself and understand, you know, what you're going through. And what I was kind of saying before you, you joined was, so I got this as a, as a gift from my fiance. Cause I, he knows I love like the prompted journals and I, I'm very routine in the morning about how I spend my first few minutes when I wake up. And so I was like, I want to, I really want a prompt journal. And he found it on Amazon. And now I've just, I get so excited to use it in the morning because it's fun prompts, but it makes you think a little bit too where, you know, maybe you haven't thought about it in a while. Like I love the ones about, you know, what's, what's music that makes you happy in the morning or what, or what's something you're proud of. And I'm like, I thought the last time I just like took the time and wrote down something I was proud of myself for. So where do you kind of come up with these different prompts and yeah, just the different ideas for the book?
0: So I am a, a counselor and I work with a lot with children and teenagers. So I think there's a little element of some of these kind of being fun or playful or just creative in that way. And I think the the book is structured so that the first part of that is understanding what self-love is and what it's not. And then there is some extra stuff in there about releasing self-doubt and the negative ways that we talk to ourselves. And so sometimes we need to do the, the actual write it down. We need to think about it and write it down and kind of capture experiences or moments that we've had. And then then we can reframe and restructure the way that we talk to ourselves. And then there's, you know, identifying your gifts. And I think when you combine, a lot of time that works cognitive when you're journaling, you're, you're thinking about things, but when you can make it more of an art, type of thing or a creative thing, I think that's when the magic happens. So we can understand things in our heads, but we don't always connect with it in our hearts. So journaling gives you a chance to not just reflect, but actually to go in there and do the work and to, to make it kind of come alive.
1: I love that. Yeah, because I feel like everyone's minds are kind of different of how they'll like connect. You know, some people like to write. Some people like to read. And so this kind of pulls in kind of different angles into one kind of workbook, which is really cool. And I think we kind of skipped over the big question I wanted to ask because, well, I guess more of an intro question. There's a lot of people that know self-care is important, but don't spend the time on it. So for those listening or watching that are kind of like, well, I don't know. I don't really have the time for it. What would you say, like, why is self-care so important and how can people that don't have the time for it make it more of a priority and give it a little more focus? So it's
0: interesting because self-care is a component to self-love. I think self-love is actually broader than that because I think it spills over into having healthy relationships and being able to recognize our gifts and our strengths in the world. But a good place to start is with self-care, is setting aside. It can only, it can be five minutes. It doesn't have to be something, you know, like a luxurious spa day. Uh, It can happen in the shower. While you're taking a shower, you can smell the shampoo. You can be mindfully present. You can talk to yourself in a Kind and compassionate way. So, I I, a perfect example. Last last week, I so I had breakthrough COVID, and I have had some periods of time when I've been really fatigued and very tired, and it comes and goes. And I had come home at lunchtime to let my dogs out, and I got really tired, and I said, "I'm going to lay down for thirty minutes. I'm going to take a nap, and then I'll go back to my afternoon sessions." And my alarm never went off, and I woke up at like six p.m. So I missed all of my afternoon sessions. I was dead asleep. And that's never happened in 22 years. It's not good business practice. I I had to disappoint people. I was disappointing people that, um, and letting them down, which is like a nightmare for me. Self-compassion. And then self love stepped in there because I was able to say I'm human. Um, I made a mistake. I can I can take responsibility for it and make a repair for it. And so it's not necessarily self care, but that's what self love looks like in action. We can screw up. We can make mistakes. We can not be perfect and still be kind and compassionate to ourselves. So whether you're spending time. Uh, meditating and eating healthy and working out or being with friends or practicing spirituality things. You can also be kind and gentle and compassionate to yourself so that that, that's really where self-love shows up, I think, on a daily basis. It doesn't have to be hours of meditating and yoga.
1: Right. I love that. Yeah. I think a lot of times people think it has to be this grand gesture and spending the whole day, you know, devoting themselves, But those little things, I love that you said, like taking the time, being present, like smelling that shampoo. Cause like I, like last week, I think on a, it was like probably Wednesday. It's always like a midweek where I'm like, okay, I need to like turn all the electronics off in the night. I need to take like a medical break. And I just lit it. I went in the tub and I lit a candle and something about the candle smell, like relaxed me so much. And I was just like, this candle is amazing. Like, and it just kind of allowed me to really be present in that moment and just like, let the worries kind of fade away. So I love that you said that about the scents and the using your um, senses around you.
0: Yeah, that's a really important practice in mindfulness is being able to tap into the moment that you're in and using your taste, touch, smell, sound to be able to nurture and be kind to ourselves. So I think that mindfulness is a key component when you're practicing the self-love and self-care.
1: Yeah, absolutely. This podcast is sponsored by Mommy Knows Best. Are you looking for a lactation cookie that's not only effective, but tastes good? Mommy Knows Best offers an assortment of lactation cookies, brownies, and our newest ready-to-eat lactation cookies, perfect for our on-the-go moms. We offer six different flavors, including a dairy and gluten-free option. And let me tell you guys, you would not even know it's dairy and gluten-free unless someone told you. It's, It's so good. Mommy Knows Best empowers all moms with the tools and resources necessary to give your newborn the best start in life. With an assortment of lactation treats and supplements that contain all natural herbal remedies traditionally and effectively used for generations to treat low milk supply. Whether you're a new mom or a pro, Mommy Knows Best gives you plenty of options, all of which are created with the health and safety of both baby and mom in mind. Right now, Mommy Knows Best is offering 20% off when you use the code MOMTALKS at MommyKnowsBest.com. That's M-O-M-T-A-L-K-S for 20% off. And so another, another part of the book, you talk about getting to know ourselves better and understand like personality traits is a key to self love. And so for anyone watching, why, why is it so important and how did those two kind of connect?
0: So I put that in there because I have personal experience of thinking that I was weird. I probably am a little weird, but I am in the Myers Briggs personality type. I'm I'm not I'm an INFJ. I think you are also, right? Is that your type? So you're weird too. basically. Um,
1: <laughs> <laughs> I was like, we're all weird.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Some of my favorite People are INFJs, and so that was a really important part of my, my own self-discovery and learning to love who I am, quirks and all, and I, I remember in college, I used to like on the weekend nights to go to the library up in the stacks and read the, I, I think they still have libraries and stacks, I don't even know, but it was where all the books were, and I would go up there and spend time, and I thought, why am I doing, this is weird, all these other people are going out to like frat parties and having fun, and I'm wanting to like be alone. <laughs> in the library by myself and that's my personality and I grew up thinking I was there was something wrong with me that I needed to be out being social and friendly and partying and I'm not like that. I like to be at home in sweatpants and reading books with just a few people in my little world. So, knowing our personality type is how we show up in the world. It's how we interact with our our people that we care about and being able to understand that and not judge it as good or bad, right or wrong. It's just who we are and and then we can actually tap into that. I
1: love that you said that because I mean, like, you know, I was like kind of talking about the Myers-Briggs that morning that I took it because it was it was a nice reminder because I had taken it before, but it's it's been years, and it was kind of funny after I took the test. I was looking it up and I was like, "Oh, I'm the same personality type," but I feel like like in my college years, I was trying so hard to not be that. You know, I wasn't accepting Here. myself fully. I was like, I was like, "Oh, we were in college. This is what we do. We go we go party and like we're doing things all the time." And I was like, why am I so mentally drained? And I would come back and I would like need to be alone. But, you know, you have a roommate or multiple roommates and you're like, how do I like, and I was not fully understanding myself. So, you know, anyone that's listening or watching that has not um, taken the Myers-Briggs, i highly recommend it it's really just eye-opening I had a f- few friends message me after I posted about it saying like this is so interesting I did never do this and now I feel really connected to myself yeah.
0: and the enneagram is another really good one but the enneagram is a little different because and I'm not I'm not as knowledgeable about that one but it has you at your highest level what you could be in at your lowest level so my highest level I'm a five which is like I like knowledge my highest level I'm like a creative visionary leader in the world. And then my lowest level, I think I'm like a serial killer. <laughs> so, and then it tells you like when you're stressed, which way you go, you know, how and you, you go to a certain wing when you're stressed or when you're not, not at your highest potential. Um, oh. so that one's a good one.
1: Yeah. I took, I took that one too, but yeah, I have to look into it further to see like which one I am when I'm like stressed or cause I definitely am different people. <laughs>
0: Yeah. Those are called wings. Um,
1: I like the, I, for some reason
0: I like the Myers-Briggs better because I think that at least our type, the INFJ is so complicated and complex that I feel like it captures that. Whereas the Enneagram, I'm like, yeah, I can see that part of myself, but there's Mm -hmm. way more parts to me.
1: I agree. Yeah. I know. I've been getting like the email updates and I was like, oh, this is cool. Like, and they kind of seem very like timely and stuff. Like one was like, if you're overstimulated, here's what's going on and here's how you can um, help with that. And so that was really cool.
0: Yeah, it's really validating having the, the understanding your personality. It's not about whether you, it's good or bad. And other pe- then you can also have a, a love for other people's personalities and realize that they don't have to be any different. They are who they are. And that's good, too.
1: Yeah, definitely. I think like, we I know we've done different personality tests like at my job here and it's kind of helped us understand each other as a team better, like how, oh, you're, you work this way. Oh, she works this way. And so it kind of allows, I feel like teams to kind of understand better families to understand each other better. Instead of thinking we all need to be one way, we all need to work this way. We all need to take care of ourselves this way. And I think it's super powerful to kind of um, connect that way. Absolutely. Awesome. And so how can someone tell Cause I think this book brings out like a lot of amazing points of, you know, self-compassion. Like you, you were just kind of talking about, but how can someone tell if, you know, it's time that they need to focus a little bit more on self-love, um, like other signs that they can look for, or maybe in a friend or family member, are there signs that they can kind of look for and be like, Hey, like, how can I help you? Or is there something that, you know, you, you need help with anything like that? Yeah, I think that,
0: you know, a lack of self-love or not prioritizing ourselves shows up in many different ways. As women and mothers, we oftentimes tend to put everyone else before ourselves and, and make sure that everyone else is doing okay. So sometimes that can lead to burnout and resentment. Um, when you're over-functioning and you're taking care of everyone else and making sure they're doing what they're supposed to be doing or feeling responsible for how they're feeling, we can grow resentful. And that can look in that we're being grumpy or we're just, you know, not really having energy to let our light shine, so to speak. So I think a lack of self-love can show up obviously in uh, self-destructive patterns and behaviors and isolating addictions and ways that we try to numb and disconnect. Self a lack of self-love can show up when uh, I, I'd like to think of it as everything's a spectrum in life, but um, there's like the classic bullying. So if you don't love yourself, you can't really extend love to other people. You're going to end up making them feel badly or being cruel or mean. And then on the other end of that is I only care what everyone else thinks, and their, their feelings are more important than mine, and you need to make sure they're okay, and that's the people-pleasing perfectionist. I tend to be on that side, but I've, I've come back to the middle. And i can think of an, another example i always try to think of examples which is why i think the workbook's important because then it's individualized to you and your experiences um i i'm divorced and i had decided i'm going to go out there in the dating world last year and I, I met somebody i really liked and i thought they liked me back and we were friends because i think they were in a relationship but i i ended up writing an email pouring my heart and soul out about how I felt about this person. And I saved it in my draft, or I thought I was saving it in my drafts. I had their email on the top and I hit send. And like and I was like, undo, 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 undo. Well, the person's response was really bad. It was like, you're crazy. I'm not interested. Leave me alone. And, it, and then I never got to talk to that person again to get closure. I was mortified. And humiliated and rejected and all these horrible feelings. Now I I can laugh at it. My sixteen year old daughter makes fun of me and we talk about how cringy it was. But that's a perfect example of in the past if that had happened to me, I would have been like, I'm too fat. <laughs> I would have been like, I need to go like lose a bunch of weight or I need to go. I'm not. I'm weird or my personality. I, I'm too intense or there's just something wrong. There must be something wrong with me for that to happen. But, and I did that for a little bit for, for a couple of days. And then I was like, you know what, my self-worth and my value is not defined by whether somebody else is interested in me. I, I, I'm, I am worthy and lovable just for who I am. And I don't have to have those outside measurements and I don't need to change myself so that someone else will like me for whatever reason. So that's how it, how it looks when you when you've done the work, when you don't do the work, you end up feeling like there's something wrong with you and you're not good enough. So then you're hustling to try to prove (laughs) that you are, whether you're chasing somebody or something.
1: Absolutely. I think that's so relatable where we immediately think like, whether it's, yeah, dating life or friends, or, you know, if someone doesn't like you, oh, I need to change the way I am. And I think, especially when we're, when we're younger and like growing up and learning how to make friends and this, you're like, oh, well, this is like the cool group, so I feel like I need to do that. Or this is the athletic group, so maybe I should do that. And it's like not realizing that we each have our own kind of, you know, specialties that make us unique and we don't need to, you know, hide that for other people.
0: And you see that with moms, you know, you think as you get older that it gets better, but it doesn't always get better. We, we look for, as women, a lot of times our physical appearance, um, we may look for how many friends we have, how many likes we get on social media, all these different things that tell us whether we're good enough or whether we're worthy. And so identifying that and realizing that your true worth comes from within and it's not a, based on an outside societal measure or what other people think about you. And and I think when you do the workbook, if that all sounds wonderful. Um, and here I am, an expert uh, in that. And I still struggle with it on a regular basis and have to do the work. I have to actually sit down and, and go talk myself through that and work through that.
1: Yeah. It's something I've talked about here on this page too, is cause like, I obviously I talk about self-love and emotional wellness a lot, but I'm like, first and foremost, like, Hey, I'm like struggling with everyone else. Like I, it's a daily practice. It really is because I can kind of tell days where I, or weeks where I haven't done the work that I know I need to do. And I'm like, well, that's why I'm kind of feeling, you know, down or like in waves because I haven't put in the work and it's, I always say too, like self-love is a journey. It's not just like checking a box, like, okay, I love myself. That's it. You know, um, it's definitely a process, you know, every day.
0: It's a continual practice. It's how you have to set the intention to do that. And self-love, there's many different ways that you can do that. You can do that on a spiritual level. You can do that in, in the world around you level. Um, you can do that within yourself and, and recognizing your gifts and your strengths. And it's not, I think there's a chapter somewhere in the book where I'm like, it's not all bubble baths and manicures. It's not all that self-care stuff. It's like, that's an important component to it. I think it's not all roses and sunshines either. It, it, sometimes self-love is painful. Sometimes doing the work for self-love means we go to those parts of ourselves that we don't necessarily like or we don't think other people are going to like. And so it's vulnerable and it's scary and it can be really intimidating to do that depth of self-love. I think we have an idea that it's just surface stuff, but part of my personality is to, like, go too deep about things. And I think there's there's so much more depth to self-love
1: yeah and I mean, I could definitely even tell like with the book, like my own like response to some things like you know like the lighter like you know fun stuff that we were kind of talking about, like you know listening music that makes you feel good, that kind of stuff, and then I noticed when it was like deeper stuff, like is there some a time you felt rejected or I think there was one about like when you were growing up, is there a time that you felt down about something, and I like I almost like want to skip it at first because I'm like, oh, I don't know if I want to go there, but then I'm like, no, I need to force myself to go there because maybe that's a reason why I feel such and such right now, you yeah, know, and- it's hard.
0: That's I actually joined a book club Um, a woman had contacted me last year about the book and speaking at her book club and I was like sure and I love the women so much I joined and then I just did it as a participant for a couple rounds and we're actually doing it together right now and we talk a lot about that sharing it and being vulnerable it's one thing to do the workbook yourself but then to share it with other women and to talk about it and share that vulnerability makes it even more powerful
1: Yeah, that's amazing. And so I I think I actually saw one question in here. Let me get some questions. Let's see. Larissa says, yes, being kind to ourselves. Maria says, true earth comes from within. Need to remind myself of that. Um, As a new mom, I need to give myself more love. What easy tips, ways can you share on how I can prioritize and give myself love?
0: That's a really good one. As a new mom, I remember just trying to get through the day. (laughs) Um, You know, I have two children that are a year apart, and there were some days that were just really, really hard after I was working and coming home, and my husband at the time was working at nights and on the weekends, and it was tough. So I would say, you know, they say, when your baby's resting, rest, (laughs) Uh, which is hard to do because there's laundry and a lot of other stuff that has to get done. But being able to say, I deserve to have some time, asking for help. Asking for help from your tribe or from people, you know, and that's hard to do, especially as a new mom, you don't maybe want to have somebody else help you out there, but being able to not have to feel like you're doing it alone, I think is really important. And then some of those little things, I mean, you can practice mindfulness while you're going to the bathroom. And you can, for five minutes, just be like, I am. I'm, I'm going to sit here, and I'm going to actually. I'm hungry. I'm going to go eat a snack. I'm going to get take the time to sit down and eat my meal and enjoy it and appreciate it for five minutes. <laughs> um, taking a shower <laughs> when you have a newborn is like a luxury, um, but just giving yourself permission to doing that.
1: Yeah, and I love the, the breathing exercises too you have in the book. I keep hearing more and more about doing regular breathing exercises and. I'm not going to lie. When I first heard about breathing exercises, I'm like, that's not going to do anything. But then it's amazing. Like we, at a, as a team here, we went to like Wim Hof a while back. And then, you know, I've done a couple of like meditation, breathing things. And it really like, you are forced to be present when you just sit and focus on your breath. So even if you have a few minutes just to breathe and like not think about anything else, um, that's powerful.
0: That's my favorite part of yoga (laughs) is the breathing of the end pose. Um, And I do, I meditate like every night probably because sometimes for an hour, I've gotten really good at it, but that it all starts with focusing your breath and being centered and being in the moment. And the only thing that exists is that moment right then. You're not worrying about the future. You're not beating yourself up for something in the past. You're just in the now, in the present moment. And, and sometimes you can add gratitude in there, which can really shift things.
1: That's awesome. Yeah. I think finding that thing, I was just saying to someone like I'm currently running to train for a half marathon and while it's been really hard and, but when I get to that, like runner's high where literally like nothing else matters in those moments and I'm just filled with gratitude, I'm like everyone needs to find whatever that thing is for them. Like if they get lost in something for a couple minutes, just really focusing on something that makes them feel good, makes them happy. Mm-hmm. I think that's, that's very powerful for sure. Absolutely, Awesome. Well, I know, you know, we're kind of towards the end here, but I'm just really curious, like, do you have any other plans? Like seeing, I mean, I know it's a bestseller on Amazon now, um, <laughs> I'm gonna hold up for anyone that's joining now so they can see what the cover looks like and everything. I know I've been posting about it, such a pretty, but do you have any plans for any other books in the future or any um, like a second edition, you know? So I am um,
0: working on a, 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 not a second edition because my contract, I don't own rights to this book. So I don't get royalties or anything like that. And the contract is very specific of things that I can write about in the future. So I won't be doing another self-love workbook, but I am going to be doing one on nurturing. And it's going to be, I think, structure where it's a weekly. So there's weekly narrative, meditative type stuff to think about. And then some extra. I like workbooks just because I'm a therapist and I have to ask people questions and have them apply it to their lives. So I'm working on that. I have a couple other ideas. um, So we'll see what happens in the future. Probably, you know, won't be any time immediately.
1: Right. Awesome. And where can everyone follow you, find your book and whatever, any other projects you have coming out?
0: Yeah. So I, um, I'm on Instagram and it's just Megan Logan, LCSW. I see you know, like I said, I'll be working on the book. I do a lot of podcast interviews. Um, but I'm still private. I'm a therapist. I've been full time in private practice seeing clients all day long. So that's kind of, that's my main job. And I'm very successful and busy with that. So um I'm not really necessarily out doing other things.
1: Awesome. Well, this is cool. I I'm just again, I'm so happy that you were able to come on and talk with me. Like I was like so excited when you came back and you're like, yeah, I'd love to come on. I was like telling everyone I couldn't wait. So this is awesome. Um, and, and then anyone that is following me here, I'm also giving away one of her workbooks at the end of the month with a little eye mask as well, just because I just want to give the gift to someone too, that they can enjoy this book. Cause it's helped me immensely. Even mornings, I just take like two minutes to do sometimes I'm
0: not sure I just rub the cover
1: I'm like oh it's so soft and that's
0: all I do I don't open it I just look at it and rub the cover
1: <laughs> cover soft you know that's a little self-love too <laughs> that's awesome well again thank you so much for coming on it was so nice being with you talking with you thank you for having me
0: good luck and um, I hope everybody does a lot of the work on their self-love journey and, and enjoys the process.
1: Hey guys, thanks for tuning in. in this episode of mom talks with Krista. I hope you were able to pull something away from that conversation with Megan. I know I really enjoyed talking with her. I mean, there are just some conversations where I walk away and I just feel so alive and so inspired. It's hard when you're in the thick of it, running around, checking your tasks off every day to just slow down and be like, what do I enjoy? How can I give myself a few minutes today of something that makes me feel alive? So I hope you guys can pull something away from this conversation and do something to give yourself love, not for anyone else, not something you have to do, but something you want to do for yourself that makes you feel good. So I hope you leave this conversation and feel a little inspired today. Definitely go check out Megan on Instagram. All her links are copied below. And her book, The Self-Love Workbook for Women is available on Amazon. So thanks for tuning into this episode and I will see you next week. Thanks for listening to the Mom Talks with Krista podcast. For more information about this show, past shows, or to check out our YouTube channel, please see our show notes. If you loved this show, please share it with your mom tribe. The bigger, the better. Thanks for listening and have a great day.